0: He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Former bridgekeeper. Now, about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole!
1: It's in the hole! Welcome to week 77 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf podcast. I'm James Richardson and I'm joined this week with the full compliment, Barry O'Hanlon. Hey Barry. Hey guys. And uh, Will. Hey Will. Hi James. I think this is the first time for quite some time that we've all been together. So it's nice to get the group back. I'm just kind of wondering
2: why you uh, said hi to Barry first and not me. Sorry, would you like me to start again? Well, no, it's only a right hand man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: so, if anybody wants to get in contact with us, um, at Podcast GTS is the Twitter handle, at GoodTalkSpoiled at com is the email. You get us on Facebook and various other social media, but I suppose this week I want to start with our own games, and uh, Will, you've had a bit of a problem with the ankle over the last while, and yeah. uh, you were hitting some pretty decent numbers beforehand. How has it been since you came
2: back? uh well, I'm not going to say terrible, it's just I haven't been uh, practicing or playing as much as I would have wished, so um, my scores have kind of gone that, you know, a little bit, What's I don't know whether you say south or north, north? North, it's, I suppose. North, yeah. North with a touch of south. Touch of <laughs> south. No, it's just like I haven't been able to practice, so I, I've played twice, I think, in the last three three weeks or something like that, and uh, my scores haven't been great, but, you know, it's an interesting start again now I have a good support from my ankle and everything's played on Monday and I didn't feel any pain which is I suppose the most important thing you know so I yeah. can get back into practicing and whatnot. so I have a big weekend now I've got 18 Friday 18 Saturday 36 Sunday so nothing like testing the ankle with, you know go, go, go big or go home <laughs> <laughs>
1: say that to Rory in a, in a couple of weeks and, yeah. but uh, did you have to did the physio give you specific a lot of uh, stuff so for golf or was it just generally no general a lot of it was
2: just kind of trying to put weight on it quite similar to like, there was a video actually of Rory McIlroy today on mm. the internet of him kind of throwing the ball mm. on one foot um, it's actually the I think his bad foot is actually his lead I think it's his left yeah it is Yeah, uh, which is the worst the worst leg to have an injury for if, if you're a right handed golfer uh-huh. Because that's where all your weight is going on to, Whereas your trail leg isn't actually all that bad. Yeah. So my trail leg is is the is the ankle that's bad, but it's also very weak. So I've been trying to like do one one leg bends. You know, I'm up on my up on my bad leg and trying to bend down. And so, like
1: any that. chance you could take a video and put this up on our Instagram
2: or our Twitter? Do you want I me this to be... have the support on or off? And Did also ever, clothes. Do I need to have clothes well, on? You have artistic license, go nuts. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You want to see my go nuts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think. If any of our listeners would that. not like to see it, please send a three, two podcasts. Yeah, but no,
2: there's been general kind of trying to build up the kind of muscle and kind of get the balance and stuff like that. So you're not kind of just going straight out into a golf course. And But it's it's good now. I'm happy, I'm happy where I am okay. as well. But you're time.
1: back, which is the most important. And yeah. Barry, you and I have had a few rounds. And just struggling to get the numbers on the card that yeah. perhaps the the swings have deserved over the last while. A couple of little mistakes have cost you big over the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, my the good shots are much better. It's probably the best I've ever hit the ball, but the bad ones are catastrophic. The I'm averaging, I'd say, at least two off balls around, probably three if I'm if I'm honest about it, and,
1: and a bad temper along with it.
0: Well, I don't they, like they. they the, the
1: bad temper uh, graph has gone up lately. I don't like losing property ones. They're pretty expensive
0: losses. They you know, don't play, play with them,
2: with them. until <laughs> you can. I, I can't. <laughs> let, I
0: can't... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm able to play with them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't get angry at me. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I can Back play to with, the I can, NXT tours. <laughs> I can play with them, but I can also lose them. But like I don't want to play with the, the best golf ball to give myself the best chance of scoring well. So um, I'm actually looking at another,
2: practice. <laughs> I'm
0: actually looking at another golf ball um by a company called Snell Golf. And the guy who owns and runs the company and designs a golf ball for these guys was one of the original designers of the Pro V One. And like a website called My Golf Spy, they do a lot of a kind of Testing of golf equipment, you know, to get the real results out there, and they've tested this ball considerably and said that a lot of people said in of the testers have said it outperforms the Pro V One. So I'm actually going to go buy myself a dozen and see how it gets on. You know, and it is cheaper than the Pro. They are cheaper. I suppose one round of golf with them, you'll get a good test with it. Like you can
2: talk about. Like there's another argument to that is the fact that you know the best golfer in the world for a long, long time played with a golf ball called the Nike One Black, right? That's Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. McElroy now, number one guy from the world, plays with Nike, right? All <laughs> supposedly it is is that it's the same golf ball with just a different branding app. So, you know... Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, the, the high-end balls from all
0: the companies are pretty much price matched anyway. <laughs> you know, Whether you go to Strixon or you know uh, Bridgestone or Nike, they, they're, they're all in that quite expensive price range. But you, know, you do get really good performance for it. You know, you can't... I can feel the difference when I'm putting and chipping with those balls. You know, the high-end ball versus a pts wound or whatever for example and um, you can i can feel it the cover um but it's also a bit of a mental thing as well you know you, if you know you're playing with the, the, the be- supposedly the best ball in the market you feel a bit more confident that it's gonna you know helps your game i don't know i think a lot about it About this is branding i think you're right will
1: though like whether it be a title is probably one or a, or a night like, if you're playing but why do you play with the v one then Because that's what I was told to play with by the the pro. I was was too. But if I got told to play with the Strixon, I'd play with Strixon. Hmm. But I don't think there is a vast difference between your Strixons to your Titleist Pro V1s. I think when you go to the second tier, and certainly down at the cheaper end, it's definitely a big difference. No, no, I agree with that.
0: The high-end ball from Nike is probably... There's marginal differences between you know it and the the one from Titleist. You know there, there can't be much difference
2: in performance between them because these guys are out there. Well, I think the, know, the big difference well, really. and the one thing that we have to recognize and talk about is the fact that you're talking about golfers using these golfers golf balls that can actually use them for what they're supposed to be used for. Yeah. You know, realistically, I know in my experience that playing game of golf, if I get a bit of backspin, let's say from a shot off a tee on a part three or something like that. I don't know how I've necessarily done it. <laughs> most of I, your, like, most I, you're not sure how you do yeah, it. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is I'm still better than the two of you guys. <laughs> That's very true. That's um, <laughs> <talking>, talk, <laughs> motivation about,
1: to get better. <laughs> talking about motivation to get better, Barry, uh, oh, we're so about halfway about through. Yeah, well, you're going to have to. Uh, we're about halfway through the season, uh, qualifying season mm. at this stage. and I think... Quite some time ago, before the start of the qualifying, we talked on the podcast about kind of targets and setting targets, and whether or not people, you know, out there that listen, whether they were setting targets. And I suppose it's interesting because we're coming into a pretty busy August's medal last week? This week's normal, and then the next couple of weekends after that is the first and second round at the captain. So a lot of stroke play, big events, uh, big big club events are happening around the the UK and Ireland at the moment for the listeners. In terms of your set of ambitions or your goals for the year, are you on target for them? Are you way off them? Are you starting to kind of reassess where you're at?
0: Well, well, to put a positive spin on it, I'm better than I was at the start of the year by a massive 0.1. I started the year 10.7, I'm now 10.6. But looking at the way it's gone... I've got down as low as 9.7 and I've drifted back point, you know, nine rounds in a row now, so that's not good at all. Um, But, you know, I feel I feel so much better about how my golf game is. Like I'm hitting the shots much better. I'm hitting the ball an awful lot more in the middle of the club. I feel more confident, but, you know, the scores just aren't quite coming out, so i just got to keep trusting that they will come. If I keep hitting the ball well, you know, the re- if you keep doing the right things, the results will, will come. You have to trust that it does um, a go like that. Um. Yeah, so a little bit disappointed, but um, certainly not going to give up. Could keep bashing away. Just get to the range a bit more, work a bit harder at it. Um, I'm actually going to go get a lesson there next week as well, just to get somebody out, get a professional eye on the swing as well. I might be doing one little thing on my bad swings that can be corrected very easily, so and that could help me immeasurably. So we'll see. Are you obviously
1: not going to answer the question as no. to whether no, or not no. he's uh, reassessing target. no. his targets? <laughs> no, because I still believe
0: I can make my, I can still believe there's a lot of golf between now, we could be in qualifying until the end of October, so there's a lot of time in which to play, and no, I'm not reassessing my targets, I'm, I'm going, I was going for eight, I believe I said I was going for eight, so I'm still going for it, there's plenty of time to get there. Okay. Well, that's the answer then. No, yeah. you're going for eight. So,
1: that answers the question. I, I'm sorry, I didn't know we were doing Will, Will, answers uh, tonight.
2: <laughs> Will, what are you, uh, what are you saying? Oh, I didn't really want to answer this question. I know, but Okay, so at the beginning of the year, I had a foolhardy goal in mind. I'm only saying foolhardy now because obviously it's unattainable where I had said that I want to try and get down to scratch in one year, Right. i I don't Mm -hmm. know you'd obviously potentially heard about this i had i had tried i was thinking of doing it for charity all this kind of stuff say raising money i had set up a charity page i'd done lots of kind of things towards this i'd done a lot of preparation towards it and then i think inevitably i put a lot of too much pressure on myself uh for something that was nearly going to be impossible i then made it impossible by putting far too much pressure on myself so uh realistically i had to turn around like let's say even a couple of months ago when things didn't start going according to plan and i had to turn around and go that's not achievable a little bit embarrassing because you've told so many people what you're planning on doing and then all of a sudden it's like that's not happening so i you know i've had to reassess as you said i had to reassess my my targets so the lowest i've ever been in my my golfing career was 7.7 Okay. All right. That's the lowest, and that was in 2012. So I'm 8.7 now. That's gone, come down a little bit from where I was at the beginning of the year. So my now goal before the end of this year is to actually get lower than 7.7. Okay, well that's that's, it's an achievable. Yeah, but because I know I've been there, I don't even mind if I get 7.6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like I want to be. I just want to say that maybe I can. I can have done that. As as Mm. Barry said, there's there's a couple of months left, so you know we can be playing. Like even over the next, I, I think before the end of August, I think I'm going to be playing 15, 16 competitions. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this yeah. you know, no, that no, could no, go
2: no. 15.1s. Yeah. Or yeah, it could get me down in one competition. It could get me down to 7.6. So that's I've had to reassess. I and had then if the I to you get to 7.6, you're stopping
1: for the season forever. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. I'm
2: done. <laughs> if I could get to 7. Because my lowest was eight at 7.7. So yeah, if I if I could to 7.4, yeah. that'd be even nicer. But 7.6 would be an achievable target it's only it's only 1.1 1. 1, which is only a, a couple of shots here there yeah. yeah
1: well look if anybody out there uh who's listening has either reassessed or it? oh uh, well my my original plan because of the wedding and being away in september and everything else was to get down to 13 which i am now at so i went yeah. from 15 to 13 so well done 17 down to 17 to 13 in two seasons mm-hmm. one and a half years and um, back to where you were two years ago yeah no I think I'm am I, not, I think I'm lower than I was two years ago yeah yeah I remember I just, you playing off thirteen at one stage uh, through
0: a hot streak going on to a captain's prize like six weeks ago, yeah I think I half. I think I touched
1: it for one week and that was yeah. and I went straight back to fourteen and um, no that was that was my my plan so I, I'm going to reassess like that I fly out on the 29th of August for the month when I come back I don't think in October there's going to be a huge amount of golf left. So my plan is really just to try and aim for 12 now and see if I can, if nothing else, to try and solidify. So what are, what's 13, your exact now? 13.2, I think.
2: Okay. So you're only so, like 0.7 away. Yeah. And at that handicap, you're talking. Are you still talking about point, 0.3s? Point away. I think so, yeah. Yeah, your 0.3s until what? Until you get down until to it's 12. Until yeah. yeah. So that's so yeah. only three, three shots?
1: Yeah. No, no, and, and it's... If you think of it like down. that, it's yeah. an easy like, it's one, like, one One. Around. I don't mean easy, yeah.
2: You know, it's doable, to to, it's yeah, achievable. and that's, It's rather than going, oh, 13 to 12, it's just three point three points above your handicap. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the golf course that we. my aim was to get to a point where I'm playing consistently. There's no point having a big cliff fall yeah, going from like 15 down to like nine and then struggling because you set yourself the head target off, jeez, I'm playing off nine or 10, and then just spend six months going backwards. Yeah. So, um, well that's mine so if anybody out there has their goals or their plans if you're reaching them or you're reassessing them let us know at podcastgts that's our twitter handle or spoil at gmail.com or,
2: sorry to interrupt if anyone has done anything ridiculous like yeah we'd love from, to hear about that. from 18 to like 9 or something yeah. like that like that's we love hearing those kind of stories like you know
1: well actually one of the, the, the small goals that I set myself realistic small goals was to actually get golfer at the year points this year get 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 try to get golfer of the year points in the majority of golfer of the year events that i played in which i have achieved albeit not not as high as i want but you know but it's it's nice because last year i didn't get i don't think any golfer of the year points so i struggled in the strokes so this year to see myself actually on the board Mm -hmm. and you know is, is is nice so i think that's so there's people out there who might not even be looking at handicaps yeah. I'm just saying actually do you know what I got 20 points in the golfer of the year and yeah, that was a yeah. target that was my target at the start and I've got it so there's there's little incremental bits but though. it's actually
2: very amusing you say that because like for the last I think two years since I hurt my back I haven't got any golfer of the year points and this year there's the medal gone not just the one there the one before that mm. I actually got I think I got golfer of the year points it's the first time in about in two and a half years I've actually got golfer of the year points which I'm over the moon with Well, that's it, and I think that, you know, we sometimes get,
1: yeah, no, and I think sometimes we get hooked up on just the handicap or winning medals or winning, you know, big captain's prizes, but there's only one guy who can win a medal every month, and there's only one guy who can bring home the captain's prize, so there's little bits underneath that, that each of us have our own little games within ourselves and that's that's one of them was for me to try and get as
2: many golfer of the year points well the fun, there was another little funny thing that I have going is that you know I uh I always need to have a carrot right let me explain that I always need to have something to play for and something to try and win and for me it's actually the funny thing is it's actually um so for example uh I got a golf bag from the golf shop mm-hmm. right or from a golf shop and I was told that I could uh you know, I could settle over, let's say a month, the money on my twos or whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. it's a way of me kind of going, right, okay, I have a month to try and win, Yeah, to pay this off, rather than actually having to pay the money out of my own pocket. Yeah. And so far this season, I've actually, through the competitions that I've won, that there wouldn't be massive medals or anything like that, so I've like already got a 36-hole battery, I've got a golf bag, um, awesome. I've got a couple of other things, so it's about maybe six 600 euros worth of stuff so far this year. Well, which I'm birth. actually uh, pretty happy about, but that to me is a is a is a is a mental thing, you know. If I know I have to to do something, I'll do it rather than just going out and going. It'd be nice to win a voucher.
1: No, but I think I think that's what you need. I think you know, I at the beginning of the year try and get it to on every one of the par threes and kind of the Dent. So
2: that's your goal. You know, that's your five that's,
1: twos. Yeah. yeah, not in the same round. No, just of course, Same with like birdie in the par fives. Things that there's always something, you know. But anyway, look. Anybody who has any targets, if you've hit them, let us know uh, at Podcast GTS. I want to move on because we got an email from David Goodman during the week who said that he, considering the weather fluctuations that often played the Open Championship, coupled with the complaints about the US Open Greens this year, how would you rank the majors in order of fairness to the field? Now, I take it from that he means in terms of just simply... Which is the most level playing field that allows the best golfers to rise to the top and okay. go win, rather than necessarily yeah. have the conditions on the right side of the draw. Well, I guess I guess we all just
0: agree right now. now put the Masters at number one, and let's just talk about which was Masters the next fairest uh, between the U.S. Open and the Open Championship.
2: Um, although, although to say that, you know, you're talking about in order of fairness to the field, right? Yeah. Um, the the Masters is played at the same venue every year. It's the only. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sorry, I think uh, the PGA has played in. It's the only major is played in the same venue every year. Every year. Yeah. So, with regards to fairness to the field, you've got a lot of guys who may be making their first appearance at the Masters, mm-hmm. and therefore the fairness to them going up against someone who's played that particular. And Augusta isn't exactly a golf course you can go and practice or play on.
0: No, that's a good point. Oh, they do get you can get to practice. You on can it. get to pr- pra- but I mean for it,
2: people it, who people who've played it for 10 years, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. they okay. They know the course, right? The guys who've come out, it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So for fairness to the field, there may be, there may be what, maybe 15 or 20 golfers who are coming out it may maybe their first time ever playing Augusta yeah. in competition. a competition. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a, good, a good way of approaching it. Like Whereas, like somewhere like uh, that place where they played the US Open, um let like, you hang on this No, don't well. let me hang on it.
0: Chambers Bay. Chambers yeah. Bay, thank yeah.
2: you. It was the <laughs> first time that a, a competition had ever been played there. So, for the sake of fairness to the field, yeah. they were all playing it for the first time. That's true,
0: yeah. I, th- I thought the... Yeah. Look, it was annoying that the Greens weren't true on at Chambers Bay in the US Open. But, at the same time, everybody had to play in them. And, you know, the, the weather conditions... We didn't get to see a huge range because we were down in Carr and James. But, you know, it didn't seem to me like there was a massive favour in the side of the draw there. You know, the, the weather conditions are reasonably level over there in the, the Pacific Northwest... The, and, and the I watched it all, yeah, and it was it was it was, uh, it was as fair, fair for right. everyone. Like, so you know? everybody has to play on the same course, you know. It's when, when we're um, say, say like we're, when i we're playing a competition on the weekend, we're playing the same course as everybody else, you know. Um, if well, I'm ever sometimes playing, you play different holes. Yeah, like. it's true, but I mean that's just my own design, <laughs> you know. Like the opening up, opening up <laughs> angles to pins and stuff unintentionally. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and they're uh, not good like, angles. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not at all. <laughs> um, the,
2: no but I, I know what you're yeah, saying. So, that's what I'm saying for that. Like for the for the open that happened in St Andrews it was a
0: little bit biased. Yeah.
2: And it seems to be something that they they're very aware of that it happens quite regularly insofar as that the weather is always going to be inconvenient. It's pretty much a yearly topic. It's you know, a which yearly side topic. the draw gets. Exactly. And sure when we had um Steve uh, Steve Banford on mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest factors that we spoke about. Yeah. It was like who's going to win, well who has the draw, who has this side, who's on that good side. Who's going to be able to bring in the good scores early? Yeah, You know, because the guys later on aren't going to be able to do it. So with regards to that, for this particular year the Open was the one that hasn't been the fairest on the field.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I personally think that the so far, that the US Open has been the fairest of the field because of the fact that they all played in the same weather conditions. Mm-hmm. They all had the same greens to play on. They all played it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people may have practiced a little bit more than others, but that's yeah. their own choice, right? Yeah, all well, a few of them had
0: played it in the US Amateur back in 2007. Yeah. It was. Then, of course, he had Speeds Caddy, but like, in
2: competition tournament
0: conditions, they, they were all fresh to it. But sure, that's, is... like,
2: that's like us going out and playing the Metro Cup um, and we're playing against, let's say, Woodbrook. And one of the guys who is on the Woodbrook team happens to have been a member in Glen of Glenn the Downs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And he comes out.
2: Right. So he has that bit of advantage, but that's just his look, you know. The yeah, 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 no, it, it, But I think that's so for me, in fairness to the field, uh, the Open, sorry, the US Open, mm. um, Augusta, and then the Open.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, you completely changed me from my initial Augusta point. So I like it. Yeah, I'm good at that.
1: Yeah, I, I the only point I would make is that when it comes to the Open Championship, and this year was particularly messy, unfortunately, because of the high wins, The bottom line for me is that you just got to go win it in whatever the competition. You know, and to me, the Open Championship is the championship that tests patience and a lot of the game of golf. You know, the wind is up. They're going to have to hit low, punchy shots, I think. Mm. Rory last year at Hoylake didn't hit a drive off the tee. You know, it was a different way of playing the game. But he still won it. Um, it, it. it, Yeah, it can be annoying. You have to come back at 6 o'clock in the morning to finish your round, or you have to wait. But you know what? They have to do that at times over in the States where the electrical lightning is coming mm-hmm. across and they get pulled off. And, you know, it's just the way it is. If it's going to be your week, you're going to be lucky. You're going to be on the right side of the draw, you know, if As we a, could play golf in a in a bubble yeah, and indoor, then Jordan everybody McGovern would have exactly everything you know. So, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah.
0: that is a good point because you know to win a golf tournament, you need a few factors and a bit of luck to go your way that week. And then you know to win the Open Championship, you do need that little bit of luck that year with maybe a little bit of luck on the draw or a little bit of help, or you miss a squall by a couple of holes in distance, and another couple of guys get absolutely smashed by the squall, literally. You know, two holes away from you and you're all right and you're dry and you're in your t-shirt and they're all in their wet gear. You, you, you need that little bit of luck to win a golf tournament and yeah, it, it is a challenge and just, you know, you've got to get on with it and you saw oh, was Johnson amazing. was unbelievably patient throughout the week. I mean, he just, and the guys who were up there at the top seemed to be the ones that just dealt with the fluctuating conditions better.
2: No, and I, did, I think
1: what David has asked us is I suppose considering the fluctuations do we rank them and I think we're probably mm. all agreed that mm-hmm. Ranking them as they are now, today, we're putting the U.S. Open as the fairest. Yeah. Then the Masters,
0: yeah. and then, yeah. and then yeah. the Open. That's based exactly on this year. That's yeah. this year only because the U.S. Open is on a, a fresh, virgin venue. Like, yeah. if it goes to another one like they've been before, then we change the ranking. Then you talk talking about
2: people yeah. who've won on the golf course before. Yeah. That you know, like Bubba Watson seems to love the the Masters. You know, he always seems to play particularly well there.
1: And some some courses suit people's yeah, eyes. Left to courses, right, right to left, exactly. If it's a exactly. drawers so, golf
2: course, if it's a famous golf, course. anyway. That's just based on that question. I'm only I was only answering it on this year.
1: Yeah, and no, and look, like, it was a great question, and thanks a million, David, for sending it in. If anybody else has any questions that they want us to kind of throw our two cents in and see whether or not we actually agree with things, very switch fairly quickly tonight but um get in contact with <laughs> us at podcast gts or email at a goodtalkspoiled.gmail.com a gmail.com very quickly and we weren't here last week and i just want to run through a couple of news items which shouldn't go on un, un, unmentioned uh bang si moon has been ordered to serve his two years military service after losing his court appeal which will take him off the tour this autumn for two years. Banksy Moon, is he the graffiti artist? Uh, I, I don't know. Or... Whatever you want yourself. Banksy so, so um, Moon Bay. Banksy Moon Bay, even him. There you go. We'll so Banksy Moon in. Bay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people doing their military service starting in October yeah. in a a autumn, and I'm will... guessing he will be one of them. Yes, uh, yes. And right. um, the other thing is, and. Uh, we we did miss this and this very odd and fairly unsavoury moment of the Robert Allenby um, firing the caddy, sacking the caddy, the caddy walking off. It was all a bit unsavoury. I didn't find it pleasant to watch. I have to say, I thought it was just not good for the game. It's you know you don't want to see it in any walk of life. But there was clearly a fight taking place, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's just another. Story and a long list of odd stories about Rob Robert Allenby, and um, not to mention I suppose last year where we had him being, you know, hijacked it was, by aliens. Well, January, State February, yeah, and um, in
0: Hawaii, and the caddy coming out afterwards, and quite and almost rightly so, quite bitter about the whole situation. Oh, you know, went and talked, spoke about this, and said he he wouldn't have been surprised if Allenby was just probably smashed drunk and fell in his face, and that was what happened, and somebody found his wallet. And went to town on spending with the credit card, So there,
1: there's clearly a problem there, and there's something going on because it's just odd behavior from start to finish. And it's mm-hmm. it's as I say, it's not what we want to see in golf. Um, I'm sure the guy who carried the bag for the final nine holes had a bit of fun with it, but uh, you know it was it was a bit strange. Talking about odd um, situations was the caddy for the is it Maguire. Leona uh, Maguire, the, yeah, yeah the, uh, Maguire, young Irish amateur, uh, number one female amateur in, in golf at the moment and she was trying to get to the British Open or the Open Championship, the Ladies Open Championship and um, she ended up uh, in the qualifying round and she had paid for a professional caddy who had been recommended by Justin Rose who on the first tee gave her a 15-yard misread on the second shot Ended up bogeying, or miscalculation. miscalculation yeah. Ended up bogeying the hole, and uh, on the third hole, I think it was his uh, mobile phone went off in the bag, and he answered it, and it's a two-shot penalty under rules of professional golf that uh, no mobile phones allowed on the course, and they're not to be even switched on, and that's a two-shot penalty to the player because it's the player's responsibility. She had a three, she was three over, signing on the fourth tee and uh she three said, of those
0: shots are because of yeah and, and she said like ball. she
1: had paid a, I heard her on rte which is a local national radio station here in ireland and she was saying she had paid an awful lot of money for a professional because she really wanted to play in the the, the open championship she thought she had a really good chance to get in mm. and she had paid an awful lot and had taken uh, a few people's opinions and Justin Rose said he was one of the most professional you could find and uh, he turned up and did a pretty unprofessional job by Shocking the sounds of I mean look, sh-
0: he shouldn't even be paid
1: by by all rights yeah I don't know what happened in relation to it yeah um, did she sorry I have to no know she didn't happened. make it no she uh, she missed out by three or three four or shots, or four shots said, I think yeah. yeah and you got a
0: like the three from him, you got to attribute a couple more along the way to well, her yeah, stage because she knows she's incurred penalty strokes. On, well, she said in the, she said of, in
1: the uh, she said in the in the interview she had a game plan which was to try and keep going until some of the easier holes that she was going to attack on, and they weren't in the first couple. And then she felt she had to all of a sudden change the game plan because she had to chase a few mm-hmm. birdies where she was just looking at making pars and. Um, it was unfortunate, but uh, I suppose the tale of the caddy be, be, buyer beware. Um, Rory McElroy's status is that uh, he has put up on Instagram, you touched on this earlier, an Instagram uh, video of him doing exercises on one foot, testing the ankle. He's also rumoured to be flying out this weekend to have a round at uh, Whistling Straits. <sighs> To see whether or not it's is that the Reuters report that
0: he, I thought his uh, the, the, the Reuters quashed report out, it quashed and the the Irish said no, the yeah. Irish agent
1: came out and said no. There's no yeah, smoke but without fire, though. Wait is and your... see. Uh, wait till you
2: see the tail. I wing think they're airplane. holding off until the very last minute, yeah. so as they don't get people excited and stuff like that, and then he has to pull out. Look,
1: if he's not hitting out, if he's not playing 18 holes somewhere on championship courses in championship conditions. He's not playing in two weeks in a week's time but that's why they yeah, said they were
2: saying obviously in the report that it would be the best thing for him that the best place for him to go and practice and see if he can actually handle it would be to go to whistling space mm-hmm. I agree yeah you know because it's an undulating golf course so for him to be able to see whether he can act like, his ankle can actually hold it what's the point in going down to Glen of the Downs Golf Club? 'cause I know he though, though he's though he's very it.
1: welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he's a, there's a, a member a spot, there's a spot on my <laughs> time. <a> on <laughs> on and, Sunday, yeah. <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah, we we'll find a spot. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, what's, the the going, yeah, what's the point in going
2: what's <laughs> the point going to you know Port Rush, let's say. No, or, there's no, you know, there's uh, not. or to somewhere in you know, his home in America or whatever. But also when he needs to go if he's going to play.
1: He also needs to get Game Sharp. You might as well get Game Sharp in the course you're going to play. And also He'd probably have wanted to have gotten a practice in anyway in Whistling straights over the last number of weeks if he hadn't had this in. But the lads have already, so been I think
2: Justin it. Thomas and uh, Jordan, Spieth. Jordan Spieth and uh, uh, your man, the other guy, the big, big, the big dog, what's the guy that hits the ball? But Gary Woodland. Yeah, they were actually all out playing practicing together. So
0: it's uh, it's funny when you see the the guy, the pros out practicing, they're all in their shorts. Yeah, and they can't do it. Can't all play today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, then just, I suppose- Cause,
2: Cause you love their legs, don't you? That was directed at <laughs> you. Yeah, I was trying to ignore you. But we're on- We're on a podcast! Yeah, you can't have silence! <laughs> You should have
1: seen the lucky (laughs) game. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: They have
0: phenomenal
1: (laughs) calves. Yeah, they have
2: (laughs)
0: phenomenal calves, They're beautiful legs. Something
1: that is phenomenal out on the golf course, and that is the best segue I can make. (laughs) Titleists have been handing out the 716 Uh, AP1s, AP2s. Out in St. Andrews this week. Yeah, they've been been handed out to be given to the tour players to test over the next couple of weeks. Now, this is usually... In their two-year cycle, oh, like yeah. they go out. To oh, they've been
0: coming out. Jimmy Walker had them in the bag at the U.S. Open. Yeah, maybe.
1: but they've they've slowly, if you notice, if yeah. the like last week, the week before, they've now very much are on tour at the moment. They're, A lot of guys are putting them
0: straight into the bag, which is very interesting. Their official launch is in St Andrews, and they're all there at the moment, like today yesterday today and so they're launching all the 716 range right now wow because uh I know I was
1: talking to Mark O'Matney and he was saying that like he hadn't seen a huge amount because even though he works for Titleist yeah. it's very 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 secretive Um but he was saying the stuff that he had read and seen was that they were going to be nothing like they you, you'd have seen before that they're just the technology and the the thought process behind them is such that it's going to, to be a
0: big step up. Um, I'm really excited. We have to organise it, Mark, to go test them as soon as they're yeah. out there with titles in the Carton House. Are they
2: blades or are they
0: just... Oh, they have the full range. So you have like the cavity backs, then you have the 830 AP-1s, and the narrower cavity back is the AP-2s, the CBs. Which are forged. Right which are forged, them. yeah. The CBs are the cavity back blades, and then the MBs are the pure blades, which are just gorgeous to look at uh, little works of art but she uh, will show you a little bit afterwards on uh, the internet. yeah but, uh, but yeah so it's
1: exciting we'll, we'll keep an eye on because a lot of new equipment's going to come out over the next couple of weeks and months so Barry might get to try and you know get back down to American Golf and see about using mm-hmm. uh, the machine and putting them to test again like he did last year and um, we weren't here last week, and Barry, you're going to just briefly go through the winners and riders from two weeks ago before we look in slightly more in depth at the
0: uh, the winners from last week. Yeah, speed round. Okay, the Meyer LPGA Classic presented by Kraft was won by Lexi Thompson by one shot over Jarena Pillar and Lizette Salas. Um, Lexi was carrying a wrist injury all week after hurting it a turn of photo shoot in which the reporter um, and the photographer was asking her to punch him while he was asking her questions and she damaged her wrist. But it seemed to kick her into motivation, like beware the injured golfer and all that. And um, that win's been coming for Lexi all year. So uh, great to see her win. Great to see her. Yeah, there we go. The Senior senior Open Championship presented by Rolex took place in Sunningdale Golf Club on the old course, which is beautiful. It's so great to to see that. I got to see a good bit of this. And the Sunday was really exciting. Uh, there was like a the final three ball was Marco Dawson, Colin Montgomery, and Bernard Langer, just absolutely duking it out, uh, hitting in great shots between a lot of them. And Marco Dawson was definitely the worthy winner. He made two eagles and a whole bunch of birdies, um, including a wonderful birdie on the final green, in which he ran the last put in at a great pace in off the back of the cup. And um, he won by one stroke over Bernard Langer. Monty had a little bit of a mini meltdown over a couple of holes in the middle of the back nine, and that cost him a chance to kind of get in content, you know, be right there in the hunt um, on the 18th. Uh, Nice little bonus for Marco Dawson; He gets a spot in the Open Championship next year, which is a lovely little bonus prize on top of his prize money. On the European tour, the Omega European Masters took place at the stunning Crown Montana in Switzerland. It's just amazing. Um, Friend, you know Norman Smith in the golf club was there on holidays recently. And played, he just said it's just ridiculous. Mountains everywhere, snow, snow peaked mountains. He said six hundred yard drives because of the altitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good with version. with a wedge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a beu- beautiful tournament to watch on TV and be nice to get there once in my life. Like maybe a po- maybe a podcast trip at some stage. Um, we should do a ski trip and a golf trip. There we yeah, go.
1: We could, so we can see the before and after. Like a ski. Yeah, you can,
0: you can go to a toboggan. You're, you're okay, Sled. Sorry, no, not happy. He'll be skiing. will be Here ski. we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> snowmobile. We'll give you a snowmobile, Will. will placate you a little. Yeah. <laughs> he likes the
2: snowmobile idea.
0: Okay, uh, Danny Willis continued his really good form from the Atlanta Championship performance. Um, that's going all there. That's terrible, James. You're fired. Oh, uh, my oh, God! I've waited years <laughs> for this. I'm out of here. <laughs> he, uh, he had a great little duel against Matt Fitzpatrick. That's James. Going. Oh God, he's uh, gone. Yeah, no. <laughs> and a brilliant duel with Matt Fitzpatrick on the Sunday, and um, Danny Willett eventually taking it down. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton put, a, put on a really good final day charge as well, but it was a little bit too far back at the start of the day. The RBC Canadian Open took place in Glen Abbey Golf Club and Jason Day continued his great open form and instead of missing the putt on the 18th, um, like he did in the Open Championship, he actually hold a beautiful putt on 18 as Bubba Watson and who else were watching? David Hearn, the local Canadian hero, were both watching from the 18th fairway. and Bubba nearly actually hold his second shot for an albatross and then missed the eagle chip uh, to tie Jason Day but made birdie so Jason Day won by one shot uh, with a superb three birdie finish and that was the tournaments last week so moving or the week before last so moving on to last week James I'm sure you watched a little bit of the Rico Women's British Open from uh, Turnberry I did or sorry <coughs> Trump Turnberry Resort
1: yeah well interestingly they tried to get it out of Turnberry because yeah. of um, as some people may or may not follow American politics uh uh, Donald Trump is running for uh, the Republican nominee for presidents and he's come out with some real howlers of lines and borderline racist about Mexicans and various other minorities in America. I think you and, just it borderline from that. Yeah, no, because, just yeah. racist think, uh, comments. Sorry, um, can I
2: just say there was one f- particularly funny thing on, uh, on social media just about Trump, right? And they had something along the lines of so, eight years ago, America elected their first uh, black president, right? So, it seems, it's and that was a first for the country. It seems like the Americans are actually going to do another first and elect an orange president because <laughs> he had this picture of Donald Trump and he's like, he had fake town <laughs> Well, I think. So, I, needed to that tan, uh... do you know, I need to clarify that. Uh, no, no, yeah, we got
0: it. We uh, well, yeah,
1: well cool. interestingly, they were <laughs> trying to take it away from Turnbury, but um, the LPGA couldn't. Uh, couldn't quite organise it in time. But uh, Mo Martin was defending, um, as we say in, in Turnbridge, 6,512 yards. But uh, world number one uh, top-ranked player, uh, B Park, has she ended up waiting 68 holes to tie the lead, and it took her two more to take it outright. And uh, when she got it, she didn't let it go, winning by a couple of shots, finishing at 12 under par, 276 um edging out yang Ko by three shots and uh it means that she is now currently I think holder of all four of the traditional majors but not their she's, yeah, she's additional one which they
0: added the uh, Evian Championship yeah so she's won all four of the the historic traditional
2: US, US majors, or whatever yeah
0: exactly so there's this whole like silly debate going on like does she have the Grand Slam, career Grand Slam? Does she not? Does the fifth major really count in terms of this just it, like Well uh, dear, a, a major is I know. a major, is it not a major? So oh, uh. it's such a load of crap. Like she's won seven majors, fantastic. Who cares about whether Absolutely. it's the career grand slam or not? Like it doesn't matter. She's won seven majors. And she's only, what, 27, 28 years old? Yeah. Unbelievable. Like She's just phenomenal the last few years in these majors.
1: 69-73, 69-65 to finish. So a great final round to win it. And uh, as you say, Barry, that's her seventh major Grand Slam, uh, sorry, major championship and 16th LPGA tournament. But, um, you know, it's, it's. I think, where they talk about this Grand Slam, particularly this year, we've had Serena Williams over in the, you know, tennis we've had uh, Jordan Speeth mm-hmm. in the men's we've now had Inby Park. I think there's just this obsession with grand slams and you know is it the is it the Serena slam or is it the Jordan Speeth that you know
0: it's just know. stop giving it a different name or whatever like she, she won another major it's a phenomenal yeah. achievement and she was really impressed with it like it was a course record 65 in the final day so like what a way to go out and just grab that tournament, and you know it's your, you know, just take it. Um, fair play or it's brilliant.
1: The European tour kind of the the roads diverted slightly for um, the players this week, and I suppose the slightly higher ranked players seem to end up at the Paul Laurie Match Play, and the slightly second tier guys were at the Madeira Island Open, which mm-hmm. was the rescheduled one from much earlier in the season. That uh, I think it got. Uh, it got cancelled because of Wednesday, winds and yeah. rain and lots of problems back kind around. A few March tornadoes, time. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the restructured uh rescheduled event. And I suppose Barry, just looking at the Paul Laurie match play, um, give a quick outline to the to the listeners who won it. Um, did you watch uh, it?
2: I watched it all. Did you? You yeah, go
0: you yeah. do this time because I didn't get to see a lot of it. Yeah,
2: no, no, it was uh, it was very, very interesting. Actually all the way through watching it, um I it was one hundred percent at the beginning, I thought Michael Howey was going actually going to win it out. He was seemed to be hammering everyone yeah in the first round, second round, third round uh, then all of a sudden you were watching the guys who were actually playing really, really steady golf mm-hmm. right and then I reassessed and I thought that Mark Warren and David Howell were actually going to win it. This is from early on early on in the competition. they both looked really strong right yeah uh, then it turned out like uh, that it was Mark Warren was playing against uh Afi uh, Barnrat in the yeah. semi-final, and Howell was playing against uh, Robert Carlson in the the other semi-final. Um, now, I believe some, from what I saw, something happened to Mark Warren in the semi the the quarter-final um, in the afternoon that he, he ended up being on the ground and he was getting rolled over by a physio, as in something wrong with his back. Right? Right. And he came out in the semi-final and he just couldn't. He he didn't look like he was he was able to play. Mm. like he'd been going around all week with birdie birdie birdies 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 coming in with 65 66 so all of a sudden he went to I think 74 shots in the semi-final yeah. something like that you can yeah, never can tell, tell it's it like not. yeah yeah and after you know Barnett got through um, and then the other side David Howell just didn't play great against Robert Carson Robert Carson played great for nine holes of the match and then Howell could just couldn't catch him back mm. um, The it seemed like on the final day that uh, the, the, the match between Howell and, and Warren was actually the, the cracking match, right? The the third, fourth playoff, right? Because it was nip and tuck the whole way. A hole up here, back to level, hole back. You know, the whole way around. Mm. And at the end, David Howell just snuck it um, on the 18th, on the 18th green um, to win the match. Now, on the other side of it, it looked from the beginning that Afi Barmer was going to kick the sh- sh- proverbial shy, I say shit, yeah. Was yeah out great. out great. of um, Carlson, Carlson couldn't get into the game at all, right? And uh, he was three up after four holes. After, after, after six, after, three up after six. Yeah, after Barnard, right. right? But then it turned like you know he was um, three up with five to play. I think mm-hmm. two four up to play. Th- uh, four to play. Yeah. Two up with three to play. Two up with four to two. Two up with three. Three to play. to
0: play. Sorry, yeah.
2: One up with two to play.
0: Yeah.
2: All square. Yeah. After Barnard was kept on going with his driver on every yeah. hole. And every time he's putting himself into trouble, yeah. and Carlson wasn't. All of a sudden, Carlson seemed to kick into gear. Got a couple of birdies, you know the canoe. Did you see Carlson drive the green with, with an, an iron. iron
0: on the 310-yard par four? He
2: hammered it. They around. turned around. I was watching it. They turned around, um, and they they said, "What's he doing hitting an iron?" He could reach this green with the driver, and then all of a sudden, it's like, did he just <laughs> yeah. reach the green with an iron? The funniest moment was they were all putting up because like. I, I would I'd record all this and then I'd come home and I'd watch it in the evening time mm. then you get little snippets of the Europe. you know when you follow the say, mm. European tour on Facebook yeah. you see the little things coming up going did he just drive the green <laughs> and they had a picture Why of your do they have man. an
1: American accent doing European tour golf? I golf sorry that's just because <laughs> I can't do a Scottish I'm going
0: to do an American one <laughs> either <laughs> when
2: Will gets excited he goes yeah. to Yankee Today, did he just drive the green <laughs> <laughs> there was one of these things that it actually had your man um one of the young lads I think was actually had driven the green and uh with the with the driver. And it was your man um not it was Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, Matt, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. He playing, yeah, yeah, he? Yeah. 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 And uh he drove the green on like the thirteenth or the eleventh hole or whatever, it was three hundred and twenty five yards, right? Yeah. And I think he was playing whoever he was playing against. So I went, That's amazing. I thought this was like an amazing feat that he had just done, right? When I was actually watching it live or recorded on TV later on, I got to that when I went, oh, this is great! I'll get to see him driving the green, right? So he took out his driver, smashed it, bounced onto the green, lovely, lovely shot. Next thing I see, the guy he's playing against taking hit an iron and doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It's it's like the English. Sorry, I'm not being you know racist in any way. They're but supporting their own. They're supporting their own. Yeah. Going, oh man, it's Patrick! What an amazing player! Hit a driver and hit it 330 yards. Oh, and the then all of a sudden, and then this, the next yeah. other person got up and did an iron, and they're not showing that. Like, oh, yeah, really? it's gas. Oh, it's hilarious! And I think the guy who actually did it with the iron eagled to win the hole. So Absolutely. it was a cool. It
0: was cool, The bits I saw in the highlights. The, the course was really cool.
2: Oh, it was so so tricky. The fairways we were. They were like, oh, the fairways were like the, the width of this room. Oh, It's And fine for anyone to know, this is only ten foot wide. Yeah. Um, maybe twelve, 15, <laughs> fifteen foot wide. Um, but anyway, like it was a great tournament. Paul Laurie was, um, was, was obviously playing in it and uh, got beaten in the second round or whatever it was. But you know, when you're hosting these kind of things, there's a lot of additional pressure. That comes with them. Yeah, yeah. It's so many media commitments and all. I used to be so distracted. Look, I actually, I love. It. I'm always banging on about
0: needing more match play in the calendar, the golf calendar year. And I, for one, was delighted to see this tournament on the calendar and, I think and being played. It's I, signed up for three
2: years as well. Awesome. I wish, I, I
0: wish I had a chance to watch more. Unfortunately, I was working, so um, it was great. But, yeah, bring it next year. Bring it on. Bring it a bit more match play. You know. No. The, only, looking... the other
2: side of it was the fact that, as you said, is the highest ranked player was. Yeah, Mark Warren or something like that. Prize money was a bit
0: low, so maybe, maybe year on year they'll get it. it'll grow oh, uh, be bigger yeah. and bigger.
2: Well, the Madeira Island
0: Open, it's you know, which which is obviously <clears> where the big players. Yeah, are. the big well, Just well. a well. co-sanctioned event between the European and the Challenge Tour, and they, they really went to town on the scoring here. No more so than Rupi Kako, who shot a really impressive 64, 63 on the weekends to win by three strokes from Scott Henry. Uh, so kind of guarantees Rupi Kako's card for. Next, the rest of this year and next year. Absolutely. Now let's move to the uh, other side of the pond mm-hmm. because uh, Troy
1: Merritt. Is that how you say it? Yep. Merritt? I assume it is. Uh, won the Quicken Loans National at Robert Trent Jones's Golf and Country Club in Virginia. Uh, Justin Rose was defending um, seven thousand three uh, hundred eighty-five, par seventy-one, and uh, I have to say. Um, an impressive third round by Troy, 61, pretty much set it up for the weekend for him to win yeah. by three shots over Ricky Fowler and four shots over David Lingworth, and Justin Thomas at 12-under and Danny Lee was 12-under.
2: It's not as straightforward as you make it out, though. Well, why? Why? I, I Obviously, I was watching this, so obviously I did nothing but watch golf over the weekend. But like he started with like a three... A two-shot a two lead or something before on the Sunday, uh-huh. but within the space of six or seven holes, Bill Haas um, had him back and had actually taken the lead. Um, you know, so the it was the only reason that he had actually such a comfortable stroll in was because of the fact that Bill Haas actually went. It is Bill, ha- yeah. Bill yeah, Haas yeah. Went, was like six over for the last seven holes.
0: Bill, yeah, he was terrible. Five over for the last seven holes. Yeah, five over. To, to miss winning by six strokes. Yeah, yeah. but actually, yeah, that was terrible. But Merit, this was like. Fr- I watched this as well, Merritt was, this was one of the most composed finishes all season. Like, down the the back nine, he was just so solid. It was really, really impressive. And then, you know, to cap it all off with that magnificent birdie on 18 as well, you know, to roll it in and finish in style, it was a very, very impressive win. And big charge by Ricky Fowler, you know, he just seems to be showing up. Most weeks he tees it up in in a tour event now. Um, David Lingmer to continue the good form. Yeah, Justin, top, Justin well. Thomas, there you go with another top five. Like he's got a win coming soon, surely. Uh, the big boys did kind of get their heads, up, you know, up to the top of the leaderboard. Danny Lee's played very well. Justin Rose is in there as well. The top, you know, tied for fourth. Uh, it was it was a good tournament to watch, even though it was one of the lower quality fields of the year. Um, it was an exciting Sunday to watch, and it was an impressive <laughs> watching theirs. Well, well, we
1: say he was one of the lower. Uh, you know, quality feels, but, uh, but I suppose maybe this is where he's currently ranked. Uh Tiger Woods made his return and uh you would think that the Lord himself was coming through on a donkey at this tournament because I think he's risen from the flames. Uh Tiger Woods is
0: reborn, Barry. Is it is it as good as it sounds? I think this is the most positive week he's had in God knows how long. There's been little flickers of flames along the way throughout the last two, three months, but um, this is as positive as it's been Like you know, for Tiger. I'm sure he's going to take a lot of confidence from this week and bring it to the next
2: time he teases up. He's, he won't be in the WGC this week. They were, uh, they were talking about the fact that you you know, know, what, eight like times? Troy Merritt. Well, no, oh, yeah. no, that Troy Merritt obviously won the competition and Ricky yeah. Fowler, good. But, like, but they turned around and they said, I remember I, said, I met, met you at the golf course on Saturday morning whatever and I said, that your man, uh, Harmon third, who was doing mm. a commentary, turned around and goes, I'm going to be the first person to actually put up my hand and say, We're all jumping back on the Tiger bandwagon. Do you like my American accent there? because I was going to say, because
1: that's more relevant now yeah, because yeah, he is yeah, actually yeah. American. Yeah, but that, and we'd so, also like but, to apologize to all our American listeners yes. for how bad your American accent
2: is. But the, the thing about it is that everyone's jumping back on the bandwagon because he is back there, right? Now, but saying that, two shots that he hit at, over the weekend were just. Phenomenal, and there was only only one golfer could hit them, and that's Tiger. Oh, that was the the five wood from the, the five wood on the twelfth frame The upslope, oh, upslope around the trees. Ridiculous! It gosh. was two hundred and seventeen. It was Seve-esque, I
0: think. Oh, it was Seve-esque.
2: Like, I actually, yeah. Nick Faldo, your, your little your little uh, fetish. Yep. Um, he actually turned around. It's, it's a big, a pen big pen. Pen. It's, it's kind of bigger than this room. But they were chatting away about foot. But they were actually standing there talking about watching him, you know, speaking to Joey, uh, Joey Carver. Yeah. And they were watching talking, and all of a sudden they were watching him taking out kind of a wedge or you know some seven iron or five iron, and all of a sudden he took out the wood, and you could actually hear Nick Faldo screeching like a little girl going, <laughs> "What? Oh my god! This is what I am here for!" In an American accent.
0: So, 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 so Nick, I think he also Nick, Nick, said Nick you know he's now back. A, Nick yeah. Fowler's yeah. now a middle aged American
2: woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then there was the flop shop on, on eighteen the day before.
0: I mean, yeah. he he almost had a uh, on the fly home one on the sixteenth as well. He missed by about three or four inches. I yeah, and you was, could see
2: his face. He actually, yeah, yeah. he thought it was in. Like he, he he couldn't actually believe the fact that it wasn't in the hole. It's gone. Yeah. I like. I I actually have to admit now. I was watching him and I was really you know back into that whole like. I want to watch him again.
0: It, it was good. It's good. It's good. It's it's coming back. It's getting better week on week. And Saint Andrew, well, Andrews 100%. was a huge disappointment, but this this was great to see. And it's for all the time he gets on TV, it's actually good to see him hitting more and more quality shots along the way. This is just one thing I want to say for anyone who has gone through an absolute torrid time with their golf and you know really really struggling. Here's the story, right? Troy Merritt's last nine starts before he won. <clears throat> Excuse me, cut, 70 second, cut, 50 second, cut, 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 five in a row before, and then this week, bang, quick and loans national, he goes on to win. He made a small change in his setup, he moved his hands a little bit forward for, all, for his iron shots, and he made a small change in his putting alignment, and bang, he goes 61 67 on the weekend and he wins. So he's gone from, you know, catastrophic, like, you know, run of cuts and bad form, and bang, a win is there. So it's it's, you know, it's up there around the corner for all of us, and that kind of gives me a little bit of hope. Well, I was going to
1: say, that kind of, there was 9.1s there
0: for him, and yeah. then a win. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is, that, is there so anything a bit of similarity there? <laughs> I can see why you're liking oh. this. So. Oh. Very analogous to me. I've probably got a few more than Yeah, have I got 9.1s? Yeah, I do, yeah. So it's very analogous to so This Saturday,
2: are you playing? I wouldn't,
0: yeah. I wouldn't put your money on it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even put a penny on me.
1: Um, the one thing, just to go back to Tiger, uh, very quickly, my own two cents on this was, that I saw him start, and I think he was three over through four, yep. and he looked way out of sorts. Mm. His head was down, shoulders were slumped. It looked like a man who kind of went, here we go again. And whatever happened, you know, it was confidence building. Mm. And all of a sudden, the step in the swagger, and I think because of the swagger that he got, the five wood came out of the bag, the flop shot. All of a sudden, the bit of... Tiger cockiness or confidence, mm-hmm. and I think that's maybe what he's lacking. Because they're saying, and what we've heard is, when you watch him on the on the, the, range. the driving range, yeah. he's hitting beautiful shots. It's going from the driving range to the golf course. What I'd hope, and if he listens, because I know he does, because he like pokes me on Facebook all the time. But uh, if you if he uh, if he was to take any advice that I think everybody has been saying, is go and keep playing. If you do miss the FedEx Cup playoffs, if you miss, go find more tournaments. Just mm-hmm. go play. Come play the European Tour for a few weeks. You know, because the, the one thing the European Tour card does he? I'm sure they'll give him. I'm sure they'll get an exemption. I'm sure, you or get a few uh, sponsors, sponsors in. in you want you to know, know yeah, 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 like no no I just think that he needs to play, <laughs> and that's that's it. But look, that was the week that was. This is the week that will be. And the women are off to the Cambia. Is that it? Portland, Oregon, anyway, to the Portland Classic. Uh, Austin Ernest defends 6,476 yards, par 72. I give you some odds, but I don't have them up on Paddy Power. You can't actually find them on Paddy Power No, all, they're yeah. not there. So we're going to move on to the PGA Tour. I mean, that's
2: the first time I've ever heard of a, a woman called Austin. Yeah, unusual name, isn't it? I was looking, I was trying to see <coughs> the Austin. I was like, what? Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Um, sorry, apologies to Austin. Actually,
0: I mentioned to the Challenge, there's a Challenge Tour event on here on our own little islands this week. The Northern Ireland Open is on in Galgorm Castle in Ballymena, County Antrim. Um, this is the third year in a row at the, this golf course, Galgurum, which was voted Ireland's Parkland Course of the Year in 2014. So this is one of the bigger events in the Challenge Tour season, and there's a whole host of things they have running around alongside, like there's a food event, and uh, yeah, it's all... It's Where's growing into a big thing Matt, In Ballymena and Antrim Oh Antrim Yeah so it's uh, it's doable uh, Unfortunately I Stuck at work all week I would nip up the roads To actually see it uh, Michael Hoey is now Northern Irishman He's there He's joint favourite With Ricardo Goivea And Scott Henry who Finished uh, second last week In Madeira Is also playing as well um. so listen all the best to the Irish guys playing in that tournament it has to be a bit partisan about it
2: hey, w- one quick question though Michael Hoey is actually part of the main European tour yeah he's he's supporting this event he is the you yeah. for it or, or,
0: um, of course he can yeah he's in the tournament he can win it He's paid his two euros. He's alive. No, do you know what I mean? Like, is it not unfair? Is
2: is it not unfair that he's like a a league ahead? Is that like?
0: No, he's a pro. They're pros. You know, it's all the same. Oh, absolutely. I just
2: never knew the classification. I thought you had to obviously. I didn't think you could go back a tour. Like the cha- you play in the Challenge Tour once you qualify in the Challenge Tour you go up to the main PGA. Yeah, and but the if
1: you DGA lose to your tour, tour card you go back down.
2: Yeah, yeah. so you tour. just go yeah, up and down I mean,
1: all the time.
0: Like
2: I'm sh- so. I, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure the
0: Challenge Tour because has like qualifying <laughs> qualifying criteria under which you can enter tournaments, and he I and mean, he surely meets one of those. Uh, anyway, no, thank you, I was wasn't sure, yeah. sorry uh, we, one we're other, t- we're trying to get past that quickly <laughs> One other thing just bullshit to, keep, through, through uh, to keep an eye on at the
1: moment Is the European Individual Amateur Championship Which is taking place in Slovakia And this I suppose has a bit of a regional thing Which is it's the first time uh, Since the Open Championship That Paul Dunn has um, Come back So um started today with the 69 So we're going to keep an eye on what's going mm-hmm. over there Paul oh, the no. Yeah Great, excellent, good stuff.
2: And you got got an invite to the US Amateur? Yes, that's yeah. awesome. Really so big event.
1: The Barracuda Championship is taking place in uh, Nevada in the USA. Uh, Jeff Ogilvy defends seven thousand four hundred and seventy-two yard par seventy-two, and the current betting on this is Brendan Steele fourteen to one, Jeff Ogilvy uh, Ogilvy sixteen to one, Andres Romero sixteen to one, Will. Wilcox, 18 to 1, Austin Cook 20 to 1, and then a lot of people kind of uh, retief goosen is there this week, 35 to 1, player who's got a bit of form at the moment, and Johan Blitz, I suppose, at 45 to 1, players that are kind of knocking around top 10s, yeah, top twenty yeah. five, Just not good enough to know. get into
0: the big one this week, no, Ritif. which is the
1: WGC. So yeah. let's get on to it. The Bridgestone WGC is taking place now. this isn't the match play for people who sometimes think the WGC ends up being the match play. This mm. is just a straight-up normal competition. Um, 72 holes for everybody in the field. Nope, well, 77 no
0: And the... Uh, if I get this up quick, I got it. Before, actually, while you're looking for the odds there, the one really cool thing about the Barracuda Championship is it's a modified stable for its system. So it really rewar- rewards aggressive golf. So you get eight points for an albatross, five points for an eagle... Two points for a birdie, nothing for a par, minus one for a birdie, and minus oh, okay. three points for a double bogey or worse. Sorry, one. minus one points for a bogey. I, uh, so So it, it's really encouraging, highly aggressive golf. So if you get, you're get, you not going to get to see an awful lot of it because obviously the, the WGC will be dominating the field. But if you get to see a little bit of it um, in the highlights package, you're sure to see a bucket load of birdies in uh, Nevada.
1: Interesting uh, source of of you know as a competition it would be interesting to play that at your own local course. Yeah. If anybody's ever played that at their own local course, at podcast GTS, that's a great idea. We should uh, suggest that. You know that's that's something that would be interesting instead of a V Power or something. You know something like that. Anyway, uh, the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Uh, the betting is unsurprising. Jordan Spieth is eleven to two. Adam Scott fourteen to one. Jason Day fourteen to one. Dustin Johnson sixteen to one, Justin Rose sixteen to one, Ricky Fowler sixteen to one, Louis Euseys in twenty two, Henrik Stenson twenty two, Matsuyama, twenty five, Sergio who's in a quite a good bit of form at the moment twenty eight to one, Bubba Watson twenty eight to one, Jim Furyk at thirty three to one, Zach Johnson thirty three to one, and Keegan Bradley thirty three to one, and everybody else beyond and down. Jimmy Walker fifty to one, and Phil. Uh, Mickelson is fifty to one. Um, are you going to have a bet on this, Barry? And if so, who and
0: why? I have put a bet on Brooks Koepka uh, already. Uh, he's fifty to one. Uh, it's hoping he books the trend. Of first-time players at Firestone Country Club uh, don't really go that well. Don't win. Um, but he's playing phenomenally well at the moment. He's, yeah. Tee to green game is is very good in very good shape. He's had a bunch of good results and he's super long off the tee, which you need to be on this golf course because it is a pretty mammoth seven thousand four hundred yards for a par seventy. So it's a it's a big test for him, um, and you don't need to put remarkably well this week. So with that in mind, because he's got, well, you guys know where I'm going here. Like because he's got a great tee to green game, I will be also putting a little bet on Hendrick Stenson. Oh, that's a uh, surprise. Because if you're look, looking at the... Is st- he
2: able to play in this one? He is. Do you want to be in the top 50 in the world or something? <laughs> he, or you yeah. can have a fight about that, boys, outside. So if you have if you have
0: a look at the... Um, I was looking at golf betting system. Or Vikings, today. you'll see he is in the top 50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the golf betting system did some good, have some good statistical analysis, breakdown of what it takes to win You know, tournaments each week. And this one, the uh, the tee green game is very important. Putting is not overly important in this golf course. Uh, it doesn't hurt to put well, but... Um, Never does? No, not at all. <laughs> so, uh, Brooks Koepka is my big bet for the week. I'm, you know, I've been backing him the last couple of weeks and kind of disappointed with a poor Sunday round there a couple of weeks ago um, when Jason Day won up in Canada. So, hoping he just puts four great rounds together. And, uh, so, that's where your season. hard-earned cash is going. That's where hard-earned cash is going okay. this week. So, you win,
1: you're getting two lessons. You lose, you're only getting half a lesson. Yeah,
0: or one probably won.
1: Yeah. Well, you yeah. need more than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> well are you gonna you keep have the my bet? money in my pocket? Money in your pocket. And How do you picks think so?
2: Fancies. Um, Louis Ustedesen. There we go. Swinging it sweet. Swinging it sweet, yeah. He's gonna come good. Right. Before well, you finish up though, can I just ask one one quick little thing? Alright, okay. So we're just to go back to the Paul Dunn thing and being invited to the US Amateur, which is brilliant for him, right? I was reading this blog on um, it's called Straight Down the Middle. Uh-huh. On Facebook, right, and one of the articles on it was um, the uh, Paul Dunn and the Million Dollar Question Golden Ticket. Okay, mm. so Paul Dunn is planning on turning pro later on this year right? after the Walker Cup. After walk, the Walker yeah. walk Cup, okay, if by any chance he goes out to the U.S. Amateur, this is a, a, this was actually a lovely discussion point. He goes to the U.S. Amateur and he happens to go through the whole process of qualifying through the thirty-six holes strokes, then winning six rounds of <laughs> match play, and then a final of thirty-six holes mm-hmm. match play. Right. He then gets the golden ticket to go to the Masters. Oh, yeah. As the US amateur champion. But sure he'd hmm. be turning pro before.
0: Oh, would you have to stay as an amateur to you play You have at to the stay Masters? as the
2: amateur to play the Masters. Okay? Ah. So, if he then plays the Walker Cup, having won the US amateur, he then has to make the decision. Does he turn pro and take a chance of never playing in Augusta because you, you might never qualify to the top fifty in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you saw Shane Larry quit turn pro in two thousand nine and only made his first trip to Augusta this year in two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Or, or do you stay as an amateur, stay as an amateur to play amateur. to guarantee your ticket to Augusta? Yeah. And I
1: think uh, does the U.S. amateur champion not play against with the
2: with the, with the with last year's we winner?
1: Play with Jordan Um Oh my God, that's a great, it was a great,
0: great it, was,
1: it, was,
2: it was a great little article on that. Uh, you know, the couple of little nice little articles are straight down the middle on Facebook just in case anyone goes on and wants to have a quick. Okay,
0: update. quick quick fire. What would you do? Would you stay as an amateur or would you turn pro? Uh, probably turn pro. Okay, James?
1: I would stay as an amateur. I would too. But I would turn pro
0: the day. After. <laughs> oh, well, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, I, the exposure I, would be good. Yeah, I look the, the guaranteed Augusta, I think, for me. I'm gonna I I would
1: also say though, if you turn pro, you're backing yourself yeah. to get there as a pro. Not it's maybe this day, year, but you change, will sure. get there. Also, it's going to be very, very tough to win thirty to get through at well, thirty six. Then six rounds. Someone of match has round to do 36. it. That's,
0: That's the thing. Issue. Absolutely. But you so, know, it's it, a big risk versus reward thing that you back yourself to. Do. Like, I back myself to be off Asia you know, by this stage here. I haven't done it. Like, you know, There's more chance that
2: Baldon will play in the Masters. I know that. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just
0: saying. You, of course, we back ourselves to do things, and you want to push yourself, set yourself targets, and everything. But he's a guaranteed ticket to play against. The fact of the matter
2: is that he doesn't have to make that decision until he wins he, the US Amateur. He's won the US Amateur. Yeah then the decision is a real decision oh, yeah. at the moment it's like yeah. he's, he's been invited to the US Amateur it's a great, great it's a brilliant little hypothetical it's a great little uh, you know what's that thing um, you know that box question uh, conundrum yeah so, well there's a, there's a thing called Stephanie's box Schrodinger's Schrodinger, box Schrodinger's no that's Schrodinger's cat that's the cat yeah. yeah is the cat alive or is it dead but no, there's another thing, you know, Pandora's box. So, so anyway, it doesn't matter. He has a conundrum. If anybody knows the name of the box Will is talking about, please tell us. Yeah, there is something. I'll know as soon as we're off the air. I'll know what it is. <laughs> anyway, that was a Tweeted lovely little later. thing. I thought it was a great little thing to end it on. Yeah, like, what would good. you do? To all well, the guys out there and girls listening, like, you know, throw us an answer. At,
1: at Podcast GTS.
2: At Podcast GTS.
1: And I think on that note, Will, as always, thank you very much. Barry, as always, thank you very much. To you, the listeners, uh, a huge thank you. That was the week that was, and uh, we will have a lot of golf over the weekend, both playing and watching. Hope you have a good time. Whatever way you play or watch it, enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye-bye, now. Well, you're fine. Bye-bye.